0: into now being really into building relationships and focusing on community building. Because as you can see right now, that's where it all starts. A lot of people are not able to get out and go. And so you still have to lean in on those relationships that you've built with your patients, with your clients. And that's really what's keeping the conversation going. So it's just kind of morphed into that after all the years of working in the community.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, especially I even teach my students when they come rotate with me. When people are coming to us, we're just there as a service and they can simply go anywhere else in the world, right? And Mm -hmm. if we can connect with them better and they trust us, it's less likely first of all we don't get fired by our own patients Mm -hmm. but also for them to trust us enough that when we do give them advices they're more willing to accept that and not say hey there my friend welcome to the powerful and passionate healthcare professionals podcast i'm your host sabrina I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. I'm also your peak performance coach. I had to say no to working extreme long hours where I was always on call and feeling exhausted, underappreciated, and undervalued, and said heck yes to a life and career that elevates my energy and passion without compromising my health and sanity. Now, I'm among the mission to support ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. All right. So Tasha is a diversity, creative, energizing person. If you saw our little conversation for pre-summit and we were just fine off for a while, I think we were only going to do a 15-minute segment on Instagram. We just keep sharing and chatting. And we she, did. Yeah, we did. So she is a health educator. She is someone who is a speaker And she also recently published her book called Promise. And she has influenced more than 40,000 individuals in her past 10 years being an educator and in communities, organizations, and schools. And so she's here with us today talking about connectivity. How do you leverage that more? And she also has a podcast of her own. So welcome, Tasha.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everybody. I hope you guys are doing good. I hope everybody is doing well. Thank you for having me, Sabrina.
1: Yeah, awesome. So do you want to give us a little quick background of your journey? How did you get here? How did you get attracted to focusing on connectivity focusing on building relationship with those around you?
0: So, I started my journey in health education over 10 years ago. And so, I found myself working as a community health worker, which is a trusted member of the community. And so, working with so many different people in the community, you know, and working with so many different entities, multidisciplinary teams, I found myself really learning how to navigate and work with people and building these relationships. So as you know, working in healthcare, you're repetitively seeing the same people. And so you want to build a bridge. You want to build a relationship so that, you know, have this rapport with them and so that they can feel like they can come in and speak with you and be honest with you definitely about their health. Over the years, I've just been able to I've actually loved building these relationships with people in a variety of different ways. As a community health worker and being a health educator, going out into the community, working in public health, it's just kind of morphed itself into now being really into building relationships and focusing on community building. Because as you can see right now, that's where it all starts. A lot of people are not able to get out and go. And so you still have to lean in on those relationships that you've built with your patients, with your clients, and that's really what's keeping the conversation going. So it's just kind of morphed into that after all the years of working in the community. Yeah, it's definitely,
1: especially I even teach my students when they come rotate with me, when people are coming to us, we're just there as a service. And they can simply go anywhere else in the world, right? And Mm -hmm. if we can connect with them better and they trust us, it's less likely, first of all, we don't get fired by our own patients, Mm -hmm. but also for them to trust us enough that when we do give them advices, they're more willing to accept that and not second guessing themselves or us so they can actually get better. Mm -hmm.
0: I definitely agree. I look at it in three different steps. Um, I focus on listening plus action, you know, because it's one thing to listen to what someone has to say. Okay? You're listening to what they have to say and it goes out the window. But you have to put some action behind that, especially as a caregiver, especially as someone that's serving your patients and they're coming in and you're trying to get them better. You're trying to give them the resources that they need. And then I also focused on embracing just the differences. And so we find ourselves right now in the world where we really need to learn how to do that a lot better, embracing the differences culturally, diversity, inclusion, all of those different things, as well as self-care. And so some people say, wait, what? Self-care for connectivity? Oh, yes. <laughs> I never forget about self-care. Um, and I'll go a little bit more into it, but I definitely think self-care is always a component whenever you're focused on connectivity because you have to realize you're giving of yourself, right? You are serving someone. And so you can't serve anyone if your cup is, on this much so you have to make sure that you have the capacity to do that that's so
1: perfectly said your own capacity have to be there and then i think both of us are very much aligned i talked about how do you instantly rebuild energy right with these uh, smaller two to five minute exercises because if we're just pushing ourselves to the limit eventually we're gonna start feeling that sensation and burnout. And then we all know now burnout is already in ICD-10 and as a diagnosable disease and early stages are simply just fatigue, right? Like and then yes. you're getting sick a lot and you start getting annoyed with people. People see those things are just normal stress and they don't really recognize those are not really good for you, right? Or we think we are supermen, superwomen sometimes, which maybe in a sense we are, but we also have to accept we're just human at the end of the day. And if we
0: don't fill our own cup, like you're saying, who's going to fill them? Exactly. And so, you know, focusing on the three points. So when I look at listening and putting action behind that, what does that look like? What does that look like for everybody that's on the call right now? Everybody that's in the Facebook chat in the group, a lot of us are at home with our family. So we are practicing what we usually preach to our patients or we're out there in the community. And so really think about that. You know, how does that listening, that active listening, you know, there's three different types you know, there's the combative listening, you know, you already have ready what you're going to say. You already have that response ready. So as a caregiver, are you that type of listener? Um, Are you already, you know, have it draft out what you want to say, what you want to respond to your patient? Or are you listening? You're engaged, but you're not really taking into consideration what they're saying. It's more of a passive listening. Or Are you active listening? So you're listening, you're letting it download, and you hear what they're saying, and then you're able to also reflect it back. And so that goes into like the teach back method. But you're able to, you know, what I hear you saying is that you feel that you don't have enough time for self-care right now. Are you doing that? And so I think we can all apply this to us now, especially in our own homes, in our own lives, because a lot of us are working remotely. And so it's really important in order for us to build connectivity and build better relationships with our work life and our home life to focus on that component, even with our kids. Like everybody else, I've been watching a lot of healthcare webinars and things like that, but sometimes we forget to leave out our kids, our little people and how to connect with them as well because it's still really important that we bring them into that conversation. And so active listening, letting it download, but also being able to reflect it back so that you can make sure that you're communicating effectively with that person is really, really important.
1: Yeah, I think you you just hit it right on the nail, right? It was active listening because there's different ways we can actually improve our active listening. One thing for sure is you hear them, you summarize. Mm-hmm. The simple thing could be, you hear them, you just simply repeat that. Yeah. Or you hear them and you ask a question to validate what you heard because your own interpretation might not be the same as how they were trying to communicate with you. And without we actually understand our patients' goal and their drive, what their lifestyle that they wanted to achieve, we're just throwing options at them. We yeah. don't really understand what decision they can make. And then sometimes they might not make the best decision. And then we feel like we didn't do enough.
0: And you know, moving to the next point, cause you just said something. I think that also has to do with like cultural differences. You know, you say something to someone, you're communicating with them and you're speaking with them and you don't ask questions. They may take it in an entirely different way that you did not intend. So if you don't go back and ask those clarifying questions then somebody can take that in a different way that it wasn't meant to be taking. And so embracing our differences, when we look at all of the different patients that we serve, going into different communities, different languages, different beliefs, religious beliefs, all of these different things. I mean, there are so many different things that, are all, that patients are going through, let alone us as the people that are providing the education. So you take all of that into consideration. And you want to come down to a heart level because right now people have unemployment, depression, racial injustices, the kids are at home, you're trying to work remotely, all of these different things. It takes us to come down to a level of building relationships with people and communicating with them where they are. That visit, you may not get to the perfect meal plan. I'm sorry. You just may not get there. But you may be able to help them navigate through some resources that they may need for food, a food pantry, or for transportation services, or for a testing site for COVID-19. Those are the type of conversations at a heart level that you have to make sure to hit so that you have that rapport with your patients and so that you're building that connectivity with them.
1: Yeah, that's very valid. I think a majority of the time when we're going to medicine, we just focus on, so what's the primary reason that you're here? Let's focus on that because we don't have that much time. You might have 10 minutes, 15, 20, but we don't have all day just sit there for this one patient knowing there's still so many people coming in. Or many people have transitioned to telemedicine. That's even more of a fast pace be able to not only tap into the primary reason that they came here for you, but also ask something very personal because yes. that creates rapport. Now, mm-hmm. it's not just you become an authoritative figure. They're just telling them what to do, but... You're being a human with them and also using our resources, right? We have a team. We have other nurses, medical assistants, or other uh, mid-level physicians on the team. We can all divide this up. If you're going in for this one portion and maybe you can help ask someone else to do the patient education side, right? Like something that you can work so we can gel together. And I believe that's community building in itself.
0: I definitely believe that. And I have to put in a plug for community health workers. So for some people that, you know, may not be familiar with community health workers, you're probably hearing a lot about it now with COVID tracing and things like that. But community health workers, those are the frontline workers that are out in the community building those relationships. So they're able to help offset that by building that communication with the patients that you have in, going back and letting the physician, I've worked in that role. So I've been that liaison, that person that, yes, I know the physician has to come in and talk about all the clinical things, but I'm able to then go back and communicate with the physician so that we can have a plan that can help this patient and increase their quality of life. I definitely just wanted to say that because it does take a team. It takes everybody that's serving your clinic, your patient, to help them have that better quality of life that we all want them to have.
1: Yeah, perfect. I think before we wrap up, I really want you to share a little bit about your book because the mission of the book is what we are truly gravitate to. So please talk to us about your promise book.
0: So, yes, Um, just yesterday I had a book released for A Promise. It's a devotional. And so it's comprised of over 130 women where we are sharing our stories and our testaments of faith and courage. And so right now we're in a time where, again, we're in the middle of a pandemic, depression, anxiety, stress, so much stress. And this book is to provide those individuals with hope and courage and purpose. And so I hope that you guys are able to check it out. Um, I'll leave the link, but it's so inspirational and motivational. And I know for me, you know, just like anybody, you have those times where you are not so sure what your next step is going to be. And I think that a lot of even business owners are in that state right now where you're unsure. We don't, we, nobody really knows what is, we don't know. And so, you know, the book provides you a perspective to be able to look through a different lens of, yeah, you know, I may not know exactly what's going to happen, but I can shift my perspective to try and move forward and have that courage to move forward because I know at the end of the day, it's going to all work out and it's going to be good.
1: That's so perfect. And I love it that you collectively using all these different people's real stories. And at the end of the day, we all have a story to tell. We all have different genius in us. And it's true that all the knowledge and time is compounded, right? Like me, I'm in my 30s. But if I wanted to have the knowledge base of someone who's 60, 80s, I need to leverage on other people because collectively as A group as mastermind—that's how we grow the fastest, right? And thank you so much for sharing that, books. (laughs) All right, Um, thank you. All right, Tasha. So, how could people find you if they wanted to contact you, connect with you, learn from
0: you? Yes, you guys can check me out www.tasha.whitaker.com or at I am Tasha Whitaker. So, yeah, connect with me. I'm out there.
1: Yeah, it's fun, right? Like get yes. that energy going. This it's is a Friday. powerful Friday. It. It's Friday. I know, <laughs> so if anyone wanna drink, you can feel free to grab it. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome, Tasha. So before you hop off, what was your reflection of your assessment?
0: Oh, it was good. Um, actually, it aligned with where I feel like I am right now um, because it talks about my life mission. And so I just had a birthday a couple months ago and I, I'm i right there. You know, I'm looking at things in a different perspective. And so I was kind of surprised that it was really spot on based off of the questions that you asked. But yeah, I'm I'm right there with my life mission. So it was good. I appreciate awesome.
1: that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I think that's the only point is we can be in different stages in life and that's okay. We take the assessment today from a month's from now probably slightly different and no matter what your score is it can fl- fluctuate put you into different category of life and that's okay too as long well as we recognize it and we can become more responding to that instead of be reacting when something happens mm-hmm. right yep. awesome appreciate your time and thank you and thank you so much all right my friend how did you love this episode